0: Greer's little sister claimed she wanted to be an architect. But Darby could change her mind a million times. She was only seven. A lot of things change, even in half of a year. Six months ago, Greer was a track star at Spanish Oaks Charter Middle School. She was ranked number two, with only Megan Williams ahead of her. No one could touch Megan, she ran like a kite that had been let loose on a gusty day, gliding across the sky, not stopping until it reached a tree. Even now, Greer sometimes dreamed of watching the souls of Megan's Nikes sprinting toward the finish line. Greer lost that number two spot because she didn't run anymore, hadn't for a long time, didn't even want to. That October, Greer had run every afternoon, getting ready for the first big track tournament at the beginning of the school year. She pushed herself a little harder every day, not caring if any other team won. There was only one thing she'd wanted more than anything in the world, and that was to beat Megan Williams. Just once, Greer wanted to be the number one runner on the Spanish Oaks Charter Middle School track team. The tournament had been a week away, and she needed to build up her stamina. She'd made the plan a month before, entering it into the calendar on her phone. One Sunday, Greer had laced up her running shoes and was about to leave when her mother met her at the front door. That run will have to wait, she said. We need to head out, so you'll have to watch Darby. They were leaving for the annual fundraiser event at the Casa Blanca, her dad's movie theater. Greer snapped. I'm training. Babysitting Darby would screw everything up. Why can't you take her with you? Her dad stared away, but her mother said, You can train tomorrow. I am. And I can't miss one day. Can't you leave a little later? Her mother ignored her question. We'll be back late. There's jambalaya from last night in the fridge. Her dad gave her an apologetic look. Then they left. From the first floor, Greer called up to Darby, who was in her bedroom. Ten seconds later, Greer yelled to her again. Darby appeared and leaned over the railing. What's wrong? you're coming with me, I have to run. Am I going to run? Darby always wanted to tag along. No, you'll ride your bike, now get your helmet. But I can run fast. You're going to ride your bike. Greer felt mean. It wasn't Darby's fault, but Greer needed to train if she was ever going to beat Megan. With Darby along, she wouldn't be able to run her regular route toward the Harvey Canal. She liked making water her destination. It was such a part of her life. The Harvey Canal was a mile away, and narrow Bayou Fatma snaked behind the back of the houses on her street. Even the Mississippi River was only a few miles as the crow flies from Greer's front door. Most of the homes in her neighborhood were built in the 1970s and shared the same floor plan. Greer's dad joked that whenever they visited the neighbors, he never had to ask where the bathroom was. After Darby fastened her helmet on, Greer took off and focused on each landmark as she reached it—the Simmons' house at the turn, the enormous red rose shrub midway down Matador— the yard dotted with a million gnomes. She glanced at her watch, then reminded herself this was her long run. This day was about stamina, not speed. But that meant going right on Apollo and crossing to the median on Lapalco Boulevard. Greer glanced back at her little sister. Darby was leaning forward, her skinny legs pedaling hard. The bike was almost too small for her, Her knees barely missed the handlebars. That and her green helmet made Greer think of a determined turtle racing its way across a road. She knew she shouldn't turn right. But she did.